0: Alex was kidnapped. During the kidnapping, he managed to message Lotus and Ivo before throwing his drone phone.
1: Hey, getting taken. Have sketch. Do a, um, a dead man switch that I got to check in every day at 2300 and if not,
2: release everything.
0: Unfortunately, he forgot to switch on the flight setting and the phone shattered on the pavement.
2: You throw your thing and it clatters onto the ground and like, but when it clatters, like, it shatters as well and goes into a million pieces. And then on top of that, you try and throw yourself to the ground. And when you sort of like hit, you mostly just go head first and everything goes black.
0: Ivo's apartment complex was raided by board sec as they tried to apprehend some sixth street gangers. Ivo managed to sneak out of the building, but not without confronting a board sec officer.
2: And for a second, he kind of like looks at you funny, and then he kind of like raises up his gun and says, hey, get on the fucking ground. Ivo escaped with the officer's gun. So you charge into this guy, and he actually fires once, and you can hear this large caliber round as it zips past your face, and then you collide with him, and you grab onto the firearm, and it again goes off two or three more times until he goes down to the ground, and you wrenched it from his hands, and you are now c- holding, um, you are now holding this assault rifle.
0: Illix awakened to find himself tied up in a large storage crate with Sketch.
2: They stand up and they walk over and Sketch uh, has been quiet this entire time and he looks incredibly scared and they just grab onto Sketch's shoulder and just overhand into Sketch's face three, four, five times.
1: Fuck, man, let up.
2: And they throw Sketch onto the ground.
1: You already did your business on him earlier. It's my
2: turn now. And they kind of gently almost set you back up onto the chair. And then reaches down and grabs your index finger and quickly just snaps it back, just bends it completely, <laughs> completely backwards.
3: Ah! Uh.
0: Ilix theorized that they'd been kidnapped by the new U-Corporation.
2: You think it's probably, um, a van, actually.
1: Yeah, I think we're being helped by New you. i I'm sure that comes as no surprise.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much what I was suspecting.
0: Ivo went to the train station to find it all locked down by board sec. While he was there, he came across Ilix's shattered phone. I mean, I could be wrong, but I could almost swear that I found Ilix's little hover phone, you know, his drone phone. Yeah. The one at the trade station specifically told me they might make the whole place go into lockdown, so I feel like whatever we do, if we're gonna rescue Ilix or find where he's at, it's gotta happen soon or else we're gonna be trying to move under the radar everywhere we go. Together. Ivo, Lotus, and Jason Takahashi came up with a plan.
3: Oh, well, we've got information. We don't need to go there again.
0: Well, I don't know how it works. What can you do? So we
3: start sorting through this. I, I laid down the thumb drive that has the copies of all of New Year's data that we stole.
0: Time to Die Podcast Network presents Eclipse, Crater of Corruption. Chapter 8
2: Rescue Mission So Elix, you are still in this, uh, in this shipping container um, you've awakened it seems like it's probably the next morning at this point and you're sitting there for a while before Sketch wakes up and he uh, looks over, and right as he opens up his mouth to speak to you, you hear um, the door to the shipping container creak and groan open. And this time, the silhouette that walks in and closes the door behind um, it, they don't have any sort of a filter over their face. As a matter of fact, their face is very unassuming and kind of normal, and you think for a few moments, and it's kind of hazy because you've been punched so many times in the last uh, couple of days, and, you know, things are a little bit rattled up there, but you recognize this man as Brayden Co., the, uh, one of the bridge players when you met with Gage, and he looks at you and he says, uh, how are you finding your accommodations, Illix?
1: Oh, uh, me, uh, uh oh, it's great. It's like the, like the four seasons, only if there was like an extra, extra better one. It's like straight up like just the the fifth seasons down here. Let me, let me tell you. And by the way, I'm still like tipped over on the floor. So I'm just like kind of looking at him <laughs> through the corner of my eye and like, uh, my face is still kind of smashed
2: against the ground. So my tongue is kind of just sticking out. <laughs> he'll come over and he'll, uh, set you up and... Dust you off a little bit, and he'll say, uh, "Who has the information?"
1: Oh, the information. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, that that would be. Um, uh, oh shit, I, I forgot her name. Um, I don't know. Uh, what did we call your
2: mom again? oh Alex. Is this really how we're going to do this? Do we really have to go back to the beatings, or can we just have a civil conversation? Hey, the the beatings are the language of...
1: uh, I don't know where I was going with that metaphor, but uh, it's been a long couple of days, but you know what? You know, fuck you, man. Why don't we play another bridge game?
2: Okay, um... Here's what we're going to do. Do you... Do you smoke cigars? And he'll reach into his pocket, and he'll pull out, um... This, like, metal container, and he'll flip open the top, and inside will be... A bunch of cigars, and he will pull one out, and he will then pull a cigar cutter out of his pocket and he'll snip one of the ends of it, and he'll put it in his mouth, and he'll uh offer out to you as uh like gesturing like hey do you do you want one?
1: Just snap one of my fucking fingers already dude, just do it, okay,
2: <sighs> fair enough, and he'll uh go around to behind you where your hands are bound and he will put your pinky finger in the uh in the cigar cutter and he will just snap it shut (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) you know i'm starting to like this a little bit oh my god Alex, who has the information
1: oh I mean, I guess it's time I ought to just fess up. i, I <laughs> You guys are gonna love this. I already gave it all to Econolux. Like, the whole deal is blown through. You guys are done. You're just gonna get sunken completely. They know everything you're gonna do, and they're gonna do it better and fucking cheaper. Cause you know what? They put the economy in luxury. <laughs> I might believe you, Elix. You don't believe me. You don't. I can can see it in your face. Why don't you uh, use your resources and technical wizardry and find out um, where I went after we left New You that night. Yeah, you'll see um, me on all of the uh, cameras between New You and Econolux. And that includes all the ones on the train. I'm going right there. I walked right in their office. (laughs) It's already done, man. You're fucking done. You might as well just waste us right here.
2: If that's the case, which maybe it is, maybe it isn't, um, isn't, we'll continue this conversation in a few hours, Elix. And he'll kind of pat you on the head and uh, <laughs> he will walk out. Hey,
1: hey, hey, before you go. I meant what... Yeah, what? What? <laughs> I meant what I said about your mom. I gave it to her, too.
2: Excellent. Thank you. Love you. And he'll close the door behind him. Bye-bye, son. Ivo and Lotus, um... I think that when we left off, y'all were, um... about to leave for the clinic, correct?
3: Yeah, we were on my... uh, on the way to get my leg fixed.
2: Okay. So you're um, making your way, Uh, you do notice that there are very few people out and about. Um, You can hear that there is assorted gunfire in the distance uh, toward sort of where you went and met with uh, Corvo Smalley and the rest of the Sixth Street gang. Like it would appear that the the siege is still in full swing at this point. but you make your way a few blocks and then, you know, you turn down uh, Van Buren and after another couple of blocks, you find the uh, very heavily fortified door to the clinic. And when you uh, open it up, you'll see that there is like this uh, bulletproof glass, like like, a reception area. And there are all of these like large metal containers that, that, you would imagine are for placing your firearms in and uh, there's a robot behind the desk and it just says place your firearms in the receptacle and take the ticket don't have any
0: I'll take the ticket
2: Uh, Jason will also take a ticket yeah um Lotus did you leave that pistol that uh, Jason gave you back at the uh, garage then
3: Absolutely not.
2: Okay. So the door will buzz open, and as you walk through, um, an alarm will immediately start going off on you, uh, Lotus.
3: Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Not used to being strapped. Um, I, uh, help, please. Fuck it. Robot.
0: Why didn't you leave that in the car
3: i wasn't thinking about it
2: you notice that these uh turrets lower from the ceiling and they're kind of all pointed at uh at you lotus like you've got lasers sort of dotting your chest and they watch as you make your way over to the receptacle to place your firearm inside of it and then close it up all right and then everything kind of returns to normal as you uh make your way inside of the waiting room of the clinic.
3: Jesus Christ. With security here, you'd think it was a fucking convenience store. God damn. After maybe
2: 15 or 20 minutes, uh, you hear... 123? One 123? 23. One 23. And, Lotus, that would be your number. I will hobble up. This incredibly, uh, enhanced, uh, nurse will make her way over towards you and uh she'll lead you into the back room where there is this very large like gurney looking device that has all sorts of robotic arms and things that are kind of coming out of the top of it almost like a like fingers from a hand reaching out as though they're going to grasp onto this uh this gurney and uh she says alright just uh lay yourself down right here, okay? Yup, not a
3: problem.
2: And then uh, she'll immediately go to strapping your legs and arms down with these very thick um, leather straps and after maybe, I don't know, five or so minutes, um, another woman will walk in. This one, again, very uh, cybernetically enhanced as well. you notice that she's got um, very specifically um, like these telescoping enhancements on her eyes and she uh, sort of walks over closer and you watch as they sort of like zoom in and out and she's kind of inspecting your leg wound and then she'll uh, grab a small pair of scissors and she'll kind of cut uh, like square um, around the wound itself, and then she'll say, uh, All right, uh, hold still there, hon. And she'll go over and type a few things into a um, into a holographic computer terminal on the side, and uh, then these limbs will start to whirr for a little while, and after 15, 20 minutes, you feel right as rain. Like, there is no wound, just a little kind of pink puckered scar, um, where the wound was on your leg. And, uh, then she'll say, uh, all right, uh, that'll be 1,233 credits, please.
3: Well, the food was delicious, but the service left something to be lacking. Here you go.
2: You, both of your eyes will kind of glow for a second as you do the, uh, transaction, and then you are led back out to the lobby.
3: Alright, boys, let's get the hell out of here.
0: Alright, at two. Well. I'm walking to the
3: car. Uh, I'll start to follow him, and uh, do I get my gun back from the receptacle?
2: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, you can you can go and turn in your ticket and get your gun back if you'd like.
3: just want to make sure that I don't leave it here. Uh, We need a... a safe place to plan. Maybe someplace busy, but not too busy. You know what I mean?
2: Jason will, uh... get into the vehicle.
3: Remind me
0: what we found out on the news again. I'm so fucking tired.
3: We think Alex is at one of the airlocks, and he's probably not at the cool racing one, where he always is, because then we wouldn't have to worry about him.
2: Ivo, um... You hear somebody rapping, um, like knocking on the window of your, of your car. And if you look over, you'll see that there is this, uh, guy, he's got this big fucking septum ring. It's, uh, much larger than fits his face. He's got these, uh, long, uh, tendrils that are just kind of hanging down as bangs, and the rest of his head is shaved, and he, uh... Kind of like looks at you and makes the motion to like roll it roll down your window.
0: Yo, uh, hash, this thing got some sort of calm device that I can just talk to him without the window going down.
2: No, you said to get it running first.
0: Do the windows roll down? Yeah. I crack it a smidge.
2: Hey man, you you gotta smoke? No he'll uh look over at uh at Jason like y- you got a smoke man? And Jason will kind of like slowly shake his head and uh he'll like look back at um at Lotus.
3: You got a fucking smoke man? Take the pack and get the fuck out of here.
2: When you roll down the window and he reaches to grab it, he also pulls a firearm out and sticks it up to the window and is like, get out of the fucking car, man. Get out of the fucking car, man. Get out of the fucking car. Give me the fucking keys, man. Give
3: me the fucking keys. Give me the fucking keys. Hold bro. on, hold on. Let's chill for a second, man. No need for guns, okay?
2: How do you start the car? Uh, You push a button. This is a race car. Like, it doesn't have keys. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you plug into this motherfucker and it goes.
0: I would like to try to do a kind of a lean-forward motion, like I'm reaching for the door handle, and then try to press the button with my other hand discreetly. I don't know what I would roll for that.
2: Um, go ahead and roll cool.
0: Eleven.
2: You discreetly reach over, and this guy is kind of, like, focusing, darting back his eyes from Lotus to Jason to you, and he kind of is looking at Lotus really intently for a second, and then all of a sudden the car just roars to life. Yeah, I throw it into gear and floor it. Alright, you throw it into gear, and, like, he spins away, and you see that there is, like, a, a quick spray of blood. You don't know exactly what you hit, where you hit him, or what you hit him with, but... <laughs> He definitely was uh, hit with the vehicle a little bit, and he kind of like crumples into the, the street, and um, you guys start speeding away. Sorry about your six, man.
3: It's all right, it's probably time to quit anyway, right? So garage. Garaging up this car right now might be a good idea for just a just a little bit of time. Just a bit of time. Yeah,
2: you guys can easily make your way back to the garage. The uh... The door, the big, um, overhead door will open up as you approach it, um, and you can park it back in the garage and go ahead and do whatever.
0: I'm not even going to get out, I'm just going to close the garage door behind me and then turn in the car and, uh, say, uh, I don't even know where to start.
3: We need to get to the warehouse district by the airlock. We need to find out which one of these buildings is new use. We need to not get caught by security. And we need to see if there's any containers or shacks or buildings where it might be easy to keep one, maybe two humans for two to three days. Does that sound good?
0: Sounds awful.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. But if you'd prefer the bullet in your head that new you is going to deliver to you, I can give that to you right now. I'd prefer not to, though.
0: You gonna join us, Hashi? Staying stay in here.
3: It, you're gonna
2: need some help, I th- think. But I don't really want to. I don't think any of us want to. I like Elix, so we should probably help him.
3: With New You kind of fighting, um... Sixth Street, you think they might help at all? I... I, I think they're c-
2: c- kind of busy right now. <sighs> we've, we've already t- t- tried to contact my c- cousin, and we didn't get a response because c- c- the siege and everything, I assume.
3: Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe we can leave a message. Ivo, what was, um... What was What's-Her-Name's... What's-Her-Name is what I'm looking for, actually. What was her name again? The lady with Corvo. Ivo.
0: I had not interacted with Corvo. I don't know who you're talking about.
3: Fuck, that's right, it was elix Ah, <laughs> shit. Okay. Um. Jason, you remember. F- F- Fantasia? Death- yeah, Fantasia. Thank you. That'll make finding her number much easier.
2: They reported that she's d- d- dead on the news. Well,
3: that's definitely gonna make contacting her a lot less valuable but if I was the news I would want to report that someone close to Corvo was dead too so I'm gonna message her quick just on the off chance that uh, she's not quite as dead as they think okay what are you going to message her I am going to message her Fantasia it's Lotus from the job Troth's Might be trying to hit you when you're weak Keep an eye out From the south Also One of our boys is missing Help if possible Winky face
2: Um You'll get an almost immediate reply that says Pretty busy Trying to catch a dagger
3: Uh I'll just reply with a thumbs up emoji and turn back to the group and say, yeah, that's what I thought. It's probably just going to be us. What
2: What did you think?
3: Well, I don't think she's as dead as they claim she is. And if she is, her messages are getting forward to someone who's uh just as deep as we are. So I think it's just going to be us for this, but there's an off chance we might get some help in the end. shit (laughs) shit yeah
2: okay case so how are we gonna get uh, out of the the callous quarantine
3: I think we're gonna need to get a bit of a handle on their patrols and anyone that we can't get around we go through good news is even though it's fixed up, this car still ain't worth too much right now, right <sighs> the, the,
2: the, that, that's patently not true <sighs> oh, oh, oh you you were making a j- joke
3: yeah just
0: does the back seat access the trunk if there's a trunk?
2: Yeah, it's, like, not really much of a back seat, so much as, like, him just propping himself on some chassis to, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's probably, like, a lot of batteries and other bullshit that are kind of stuffed in there, and you've just got a little bit of extra room that you can fit some things and some people behind the two actual seats that are in there.
0: Is there any place to stash my rifle discreetly that he could access it if he needed it?
2: I think that you guys can work something like that out. Yeah, I think that you can... uh, I'll just throw a fucking coat over it or something if I have to. I think that you guys... Yeah, you can can definitely do that where, you know, you'll have enough kind of bullshit in the back there that it's not going to seem pretty obvious if you do get pulled over or anything like that.
0: My rifle, my rounds, your handgun. What else we got? You got anything stored around the garage, Hesh?
2: that's where where the gun I gave Lotus came from it's all like got we could go and see if we can buy something at gold arm
0: we may not have cash and we may not get in anyway with the lockdown so I think I'm geared up and I'm ready to go
3: well you want to swing by the store and see if it's open just in case? If if it looks too busy, we can just swing out. Like, shouldn't take too long.
0: Pull up the map and see if we can just go through a breezeway or something. I don't want to be taking main roads around Golon.
2: Okay, so yeah, you uh, make your way through alley after alley, and you know you kind of carefully try and avoid any patrols or anything like that. And again, the. The borough seems relatively dead. Like you do not see many people at all. Um, and Lotus, you you start sneaking your way around, and you see the familiar neon lights of the uh, of the gold arm gun store. I mean, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, you know, all of the bars um, over the windows, and uh, you would also suspect that all of the windows are bulletproof. Um, there are exposed turrets on the front like one on either side of the of the front door um, and the front door is yeah the door is incredibly heavy and you do not have any sort of like a reception area um, instead you can just kind of wander around and all of the firearms are in sort of like this series of vending machines almost where you can like press a button going up or down and it'll sort of like rotate and show you which uh firearm and then it's separated by categories you know you've got your uh your rocket launchers your handguns your submachine guns your rifles your assault rifles and everything in between
3: uh is there is there any people like any sales associates
2: yeah, there is one. And he is, like, in um, this central, like, uh, rectangle that is just an entire, like, bulletproof rectangle. And there's just sort of, like, this swivel chair in the center of it. And it actually, like, moves on this, uh, on what appears to be, like, this electromagnetic track on the ceiling. And so he can, like, follow you around the store um, to... <laughs> sort of like uh, you know still be next to you while being enclosed in this uh, in this bulletproof uh, enclosure as well and he'll say well howdy it's a lovely day for explosions wouldn't you say
3: (laughs) the days seem to be getting better and better for them don't they I agree now
2: what kind of a gold arm product are you looking for today
3: well, I'm looking for something that might add a little bit of self defense over my little, uh, it's at my hip. My little six shooter. I'm thinking maybe something closer to a shotgun.
2: With or without a grenade launcher. Now, obviously, I don't need to explain to you, a fine connoisseur, the benefits of having a grenade launcher below any gold arm firearm.
3: Now with a grenade launcher obviously sounds preferable, but I am a little bit tight on cash right now, and I also need to pick up a scope of some sort. Got an old hunting rifle, and boy, those deer run faster than they used to, it seems, right? Yes,
2: those moon deer. And he'll (laughs) wink at you. (laughs) And, uh, he'll say, Well, boy, do I have the shotgun for you the street sweeper 9000 takes care of anything in front of it now should you have an even larger grouping or maybe some sort of large armored encampment that you'd have to deal with for you know those armored and encamped moon deer and he'll wink at you again Uh (laughs) it has a below mounted grenade launcher in 44 millimeter Now, if you're willing to pay an extra thousand credits, we can up that to 65.
3: How much is that running? That sweet sweeper, 9,000, as it were.
2: Well, we'd be looking at 5,000 credits for the base model. Now, if we're going to upgrade you to the larger grenade launcher, we'd be looking at 6. Would you like a gift wrapped or no?
3: I don't think a gift wrapping is necessary. I'm about to go out hunting fairly soon and how much would it be for uh for a scope just so i know the grand total
2: well it depends on what kind of scope you're looking for are you looking for the best viewfinders that you can possibly get are we doing long distance are we talking some sort of a red dot an ACOG? what are we what are we trying to do what kind of a range are we looking at and how can i help you to murder moon deer with your best possible capability.
3: I'm looking for about 5 to 600 meters. It's it's more for uh for tracking the moon deer than for getting a long-range shot, you know. I want to be able to find where they are so I can get in with this lovely street sweeper 9000.
2: Well, in that case, how about instead of a scope, we could interest you in our Rangefinder 6,000s. They're the premier
3: binocular on the moon. Hmm, that sounds almost exactly like what I'm looking for. How much do those run?
2: 500 credits and they're yours, friend.
3: Hmm. 6,500 total? Well,
2: 5,500 if you're going
3: for the smaller grenade size, but I don't know <laughs> why you would. Look, I know how tough those moon deer can be, okay? I think it'd be wise to upgrade right away. That way I won't have to break into the moon deer encampment and then find out that my grenade launcher is too sissy and then come back and upgrade to re-infiltrate the moon deer encampment. I'll take it for 65. Thank you.
2: The vending machine will click down and it will drop this firearm that will kind of just like at the bottom of like the trough. And uh, it's inside very minimal packaging. Like there's just uh, sort of those twist ties like you find on toys. And then there's just like the big like cardboard placard, you know, that says Street Sweeper 9000 and gold arm. And there doesn't seem to be any warnings on it whatsoever, though like just uh, other advertisements for other things that you could put onto your Street Sweeper 9000.
3: Keep out of reach of poor people. Cool. (laughs) 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 Thank you very much, sir. I think this will conclude my business for today. And you
2: have a great rest of your day. And remember,
3: aim center mass. Well, with this bad boy, I can aim wherever the hell I want. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I'll make my way back to the car. Okay.
2: Um, it. This is a very hard device to conceal. So, like, you're basically just walking down the street with a fucking shotgun.
3: Uh, <laughs> that's what I figured.
2: Fair enough. Okay, so, yeah, you would arrive back at the uh, vehicle and... Jason and, and Ivo would both notice that you have a hell of a new uh, new toy.
0: This mission went considerably easier, probably more than it ever deserved to, considering how things have been going for us. You sure that's not flagged or tracked or something?
3: Well, first of all, this isn't really our mission. This was a purchase.
0: This is a side mission.
3: Sure. Um. Second of all. I'm sure Goldarm is going to track it to see just how many moon deer I'm able to kill with it. But other than that, I doubt they're going to be selling their, uh, customer stock. Oh,
2: as a matter of fact, Lotus, when you're setting up the shotgun, um, you do have to agree to send and share with app developers and, uh... And the engineers at Goldarm all of the information, um, that, uh, goes with this, uh, firearm. Otherwise, uh, you void your warranty.
3: Yeah, he's fine with that for now.
2: Fair enough. (laughs) I just don't get it. They
0: had the whole train station on lockdown. I couldn't even get in, but we could just walk in and buy a fucking gun during a gang war.
3: Well, the thing is, during a gang war is, you know, when firearm sales are highest, so... If they said that there were no sales happening now, they'd have themselves a riot with the, uh, you know, the firearms dealers. And no one is better armed than the firearms dealers. D- don't you know th- th- that Goldarm is on
2: the b- b- board? Th- they would n- n- never let b- board sex shut sh- shutter th- th- their stores. That's Weirdly fucked up.
3: Well, when you run the moon, you don't worry too much about other people, do you?
0: So we just waltz and ride into the warehouse district. Then you got a route plan for us.
3: Well, I I did pick up these. I'll gesture to the binoculars, so we can, uh, you know, get close. Maybe get to the top of a building and, you know, try and get some information from just outside
0: I wish we had Ilex's little drone phone
3: well technically we do we just don't know how to fix it <laughs> uh,
0: I'm uh, at this point driving towards the district
3: okay
2: so um as you uh get closer you notice that uh one of the biggest things um, about this district is the very uniform um, way that all of these buildings are are constructed. Like, they're very just bare bones, just Spartan, like, do their job. They're incredibly tall, and uh, they're all, like, individually numbered, but you do notice that uh, that there is a rather tall billboard that seems to have, like, a utility... Uh, ladder on it that you could climb up and get to the get to the platform if you wanted to do some scouting are you up for this
3: <laughs> I think this is our best spot
0: I don't mind going up there but maybe I should keep the car running I don't know uh,
3: no 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 definitely keep the car running Hosh you're in charge of the street sweeper 9000 complete with under barrel grenade launcher for now thanks. Don't fire the grenade launcher in the car. <laughs> I give him a wink and start to clamber out.
0: Good, good, good call. While we're waiting, you back there. Will you just kind of double check, make sure mine's all loaded and everything too, and that the safety's on?
2: Uh, yeah, he will, uh, he'll do that and he'll kind of slide back the um, the action of it and look and see that there is a cartridge inside of the barrel and he'll press a button and the safety will be on and uh, he'll kind of nod I'm, at you. I'm basically going to call Lotus so that we have an open line this whole time. Okay. So, Lotus, you're climbing up for a while. I mean, this is a good like four or five hundred feet in the air and it goes uh, maybe fifty feet above these uh, these warehouses and um, when you put the binoculars up to your eyes you look towards the like south um, and everything appears to be pretty quiet. You see um, a couple of large uh, a couple of large uh, semis making their way through and dropping off or picking up at various docks and things like that but then you um, sort of start scanning in um, like a 180 degree arc and you start making your way towards the southeast and you notice kind of that towards that direction again things seem relatively busy and so then you kind of turn you look towards the north and that's where the airlock is and it seems that the closer you get to the airlock that the less activity there is in the area and you would notice that this this one building has a sedan parked out fr- outside of it. Um, pro- it's like to the northeast. You uh, wait a second, try and center on the sedan with your uh, binoculars, and it uh, lets you know that they're about 1.2 kilometers away. But I mean, like that seems like the most out of place thing that you have found thus far.
3: Does it look like there are some fairly easy places where you could you know get people in and out of
2: not really like it seems like for the most part um these are wide open thoroughfares because you know you've noticed there have been a lot of semi-traffic and stuff like that and so it seems like these thoroughfares have been designed to accommodate that and so it's a lot of fucking overhead doors you know what i mean like and docking areas unfortunately hmm but luckily, all of them have uniform ones. So on any of the cardinal directions, you would have uh, you would have two doors, um, kind of spaced evenly, uh, to be able to use to go inside.
3: Hey, um, hey, Iva, you there? Yeah. Well, this whole place looks like a fucking maze. Not so much a maze, but like everything is fucking the same. Looks like a fucking suburb.
0: If you were in Illex, where would you be kidnapped?
3: Um, probably at, like, a racing event. Like, that's where I would want to be taken to.
0: We could drive around a bit more, maybe get a
3: different vantage point. But I'm noticing there's a whole lot of bay doors here, like you might drive a semi up to. But there's also, like, I see a sedan here, and... The only people that I might think we're doing, uh, would be driving a sedan is people doing something akin to a uniform check, if you get my drift. Right.
0: You don't think that we could get away with what we pulled before, do you? Maybe we could be uniform checkers.
3: I kinda doubt it. I'm more thinking that that might be where we need to go to. I think those people are not, um, well, they're obviously not trucking goods around. I'm thinking either we wait and tail them, or we go and confront them.
0: You want to be the eyes in the sky, or you want to come with?
3: Eyes in the sky might be a better idea. I can report to you, and that way if you get fucked over, at least one of us can be safe.
0: Maybe you better take the rifle and I'll take the shotgun.
3: Hmm. And then Jason can have the pistol.
0: Well, maybe Jason will have the shotgun and I'll take the pistol. Whatever the case, I think you should have the long range and uh, hopefully, if anything goes south, you can give us some cover.
3: Yeah. Uh, that might be the best, uh, best course of action right now.
0: I'm just going to hop out real quick, and then when he appears at the ladder, I'm going to try and be ready to pass the gun off to him. And then once he's back on the roof, I will be trying to drive according to his navigation instructions.
2: So I think that with Lotus able to, you know, very easily spot your car, um, and, and having this high vantage point, you have no issue. Like, Lotus is basically a fucking GPS at this point, um, and Lotus sort of uh, has you go in a route where if you continue down this thoroughfare as soon as you get on the other side like once you get past the uh, the warehouse that is on your left the sedan will become visible so at this point uh, Lotus tells you you know stop your car like you're gonna be you're gonna be visible you know after after this point and so you can kind of decide what you want to do um You'll be probably 400 feet away to like the northeast of this uh, of this warehouse but like I said you won't be able to see it currently because you're still being obscured by this uh, this warehouse
0: I'm gonna reach a point where I'd like to see if there's a place I want to discreetly park the car and then take the handgun I'll scan for cameras and stuff but I'm gonna try and see if I can get a vantage point for seeing this uh, sedan.
2: So you um, you kind of back the vehicle into one of these loading docks and uh, the way that it kind of like slants down, like some of them go up and look like you can kind of drive into them, but you know, some of them also slant down so that the uh, so that the back end of these semis will be able to go right up to the loading dock and you won't have to like lower or raise anything. And so your vehicle becomes sort of concealed. Um, by these sort of raised sides. Like, not completely, but it's the best option that you really have at this current moment. And, uh, Jason, as you begin to walk, uh, will, like, go, psst! And then motion, like, do you want me to come with you? I shake my head. He'll nod, and he'll wait there, and you sort of creep up to the edge of this, uh, of this warehouse, and you peer around the corner, and you notice that there is, uh, there's a couple of guys, they have, like, these weird sort of, like, changing, um, like, suits. Um, much like the New You, uh, people that you had dealt with when you were, um, playing at Bridge Night. Like, you see, like, these sort of patterns are sort of flowing down them, and you would imagine that they're relatively expensive, and you would also notice that both of them are definitely holding rifles and they're sort of just like casually scanning the area but it would also seem as though they're kind of casually talking to each other as well and the sedan appears to be running at the moment I'm gonna speak into
0: our three-way call and say I got eyes on some suits armed guards looks like they're not paying too much attention but I think you're right Lotus I think this is where shit's going down
3: That's the best news we've had in a long time.
0: I'm having a thought here. We only see one sedan. And a couple of guys. I don't think this place is heavily guarded, it's just a couple men, so... I have better chance getting in with the car than with the guns. Maybe I just run them down.
3: That's not a terrible idea. From where I'm at, you're still looking clear. Do you want me to try and get in quietly and maybe if worse comes to worse, you uh, run down the guards?
0: I think I still want you uh, scanning the area. If anybody's coming in or if they call for backup, I want to know ahead of time. Once we get out, assuming we do, you can be down in the alley waiting for us.
3: Alright, sounds good.
0: So I'm going to go back to the car. Is there enough space where those guys are standing where I could, rant, you know, beeline through them and then spin the car to make, kind of, position it in a way that I can look into this garage with headlights?
2: Um, You are going to smash the fuck out of your vehicle trying to do that. So, like, they're at this ramped loading dock. Um, So, like, you would have to... You know what I mean? Like, you would be going over that. They're relatively near the cars, so, like, threading the needle between the building, the loading ramp, all of the things around there, and the vehicle, like, you're probably definitely going to crash into something. Like, you might not fuck up your car to the point where it won't drive, but, like, controlling exactly what's going to happen after, you know, the, the initial trying to plow into these guys is probably going to be next to impossible.
0: So then plow into them, we hop out, and then can we get a scan on the garage?
2: Um, The door is closed, so you'd have to go in, but I mean, like, yeah, you kind of have a decent idea of what's going on um, on the outside at this point, but yeah, you'd have to open up the door in order to... It seems like it's closed at this point.
0: I'm going to go back to the car, and I'm going to hop in and say... Once we take the guys down, we're gonna have to try and incapacitate them, make sure they don't get any rounds off or comms alerting people. Um, thinking maybe it'd be best if you were already ready to hop out when we get there. And, uh, I don't know. You don't have any kind of taser or anything, do you?
3: Trust in the street sweeper, Ivo. This is definitely your conscience. <coughs>
2: listen i'm g- gonna make sure that i'm strapped in with the five point for the cr- crash but i'll t- take it off as fast t- t- as i can hey I-, I can't fault you for that it's a race car there's a the, there's a c- quick release
0: i think i'm gonna throw it into gear
2: all right go ahead and roll me a hot shit driver then we'll see what uh I say about this? I got a four. Okay. Jeez. So, <laughs> So you rev up the engine, and you start speeding towards these guys, and you kind of catch the corner of one of these ramps, and you try and jerk the wheel back straight, and as you plow into one of them, you also plow into this fucking garage door that then just opens up like a can opener, and we are going to shift to ilix real quick ilix you and sketch are both
1: before before you explain that like uh what's going on with me and and sketch in there is i'm like okay so uh you know that that commercial with the puppy like i was thinking like you know because i love that commercial you know the one i'm talking about right no i don't know what the fuck you're talking about it, it, it plays literally every time I walk up to your place. The one with the puppy, it's real sad. It, I mean, like, it's its kind of heartwarming, but, like, you know, the dog gets old, like, you know. You don't length, pay for a fucking
2: ad blocker?
1: No, I, I mean, is it, I, I can't afford that shit. Any, anyways, like, so uh, I was thinking, like, it would be cool if, like, the next time they did one of those, it's
2: like, um, you know, they, they lean into it. And then wham! Well, you, you are thrown against the back of this thing, and I think that everything goes black.